Welcome to another episode of Red Table Talk. It's like I'm joshing you. Welcome to another episode of Ray Rants. Get in here and let's get the show started. Y'all gotta chill on Will and Jada's relationship because some of y'all are in open relationships right now and don't even know it. First of all, Hollywood love is a whole nother type of love. It should just hit differently. There's no... What's the word that I'm looking for? Real expectation, honestly. No one really expects for it to be successful however will and jada were the exception to the rule so for a large part of the 90s will and jada were the spokesmodels for black love like it didn't get any better than them many african-american couples including myself patterned their relationship and marriage goals around their example they were seemingly the perfect couple. A lot of unrealistic pressure for two young people in love trying to figure it out, if you ask me. Well, it wasn't until Jada sat down with Mark Lamont of the Huffington Post to set the record straight on the numerous allegations that she and Will were in an open relationship. That's when shit got ugly. Take a listen. What do you say to the rumors? There's a persistent rumors of y'all, though, right? Always. Yeah. And, 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 I love them. The persistent ones, y'all have an open relationship. Yes. That that's you, the most persistent and, one. And, and that's the one that many of us appeal to when we try to get our own situations. <laughs> right? Like, look, you and Will and Jada? Well, yeah. 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 Is, is it true? I first think, of all? No, I think that people get that idea because uh, Will and I are very relaxed with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think because you know, from how I've answered questions of, girl, you know, what what would you do if he came home and this and that and that? Or, you know, being married to a big superstar like Will, how do you deal with other women? And my answer is always, I've always told Will, you can do whatever you want as long as you can look at yourself in the mirror and be okay. Wow. Okay? Because at the end of the day, Will is his own man. I'm here as his partner, but he is his own man. He has to decide who he wants to be. And that's not for me to do for him. Mm. Or vice versa. I was going to say, does that go to... Absolutely. Remember, I see Davis and Ruby D had a similar kind of conversation. Absolutely. But from what Ruby D told me... <laughs> <laughs> I love Ruby D. But you know, it's much more... I, I see right. Davis could look himself in the mirror, but she right. wasn't comfortable making the same types of decisions. Right. You know what I mean? So sometimes there's not the balance in the relationship. You oh, just no, have no. a different type yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think that that just comes from respecting that you're in a partnership, but that you also are an individual as well. I'm on the fence. I agree and disagree with the interview that Jada did. Sure, Bill is his own man and has his own choices to make. We all do. However, in a traditional monogamous marriage, that ideology just would not fly. It's almost as if she was sending mixed signals. Yes, give him freedom, but not a hall pass this. I mean, unless that works for both of y'all, it really all depends on what was communicated at the beginning of the union.
monogamy is not for everybody. And maybe that was discussed and it just was not for them. Maybe that's not the foundation that they built their union upon. And at the end of the day, despite society's feelings, it's what they and their children have to live with. So do you, boo. I love how these episodes are connecting one another. If you recall in last week's episode, I mentioned that we tend to pattern how we are in relationships or how we view relationships by the examples that were present while we were growing up, right? So if we think about it, Jada, her mom was married a few times while she was growing up. However, none of those marriages were successful and most many of them toxic. And then um, I haven't heard very much about Will. However, I I doubt he patterned his relationships uh, based on his mother and father. So at one point in their 20-year marriage, Will and Jada began to have issues. Allegedly, Will had some infidelities. And also, it later came up that Jada also had some infidelities. During this time... But in the same rocky year, both Will and Jada alluded to the fact that they sought inspiration and guidance from both... Ozzy Davis and Ruby D. They sat down with a couple who was older and wiser, older by a whole 30 years. So they sat down with Ruby D, who was once married to Ozzy Davis before his untimely death, and um, sought out guidance on marriage. What we didn't know. Well, what most people didn't know is that Ozzy and Ruby D were in an open relationship. And, you know, they made mention of that in their book. Take a listen to this interview that Will Smith did on a podcast regarding the situation. 20 years, though. 20 years. I know. 20 years of marriage together for 23. Wow. Yo, hardcore. How do you do it, Will? Hey man, you just—I'm <laughs> on thirteen, man. Yo, thirteen? No, thirteen is good. Now, me, me and Jada—it's funny. Ruby, Ruby D died uh, a few few years ago, and her and Ozzy Davis have been together for fifty years. So, me and Jada was was struggling hard. So, we went to go talk to Ruby D. So, we sit down, and Ruby, she was just so just you know when people have that look, like when they just. You just understand they get life. They got it. You don't know what it is, but you can just see the look where they got it. And Ruby got that look. And she said, so Ruby turns, Ruby turns to Jada. And she said, how long, how long you know him? And Jada said, at the time it was 17. She said, I've known him for 17 years. Ruby said, 17 years? Shit, you don't even know him yet. Right? (laughs) She said, just relax. And that was her whole advice. She's like, you don't even know him yet. And it was like the idea that 17 years, you don't even know him yet. And that is so deeply true. It's like, um, as much as marriage is a relationship commitment, it really is 
a singular commitment to yourself that you are going to use your marriage to develop yourself, right? Marriage demands that you be the best version of you or it ain't going to work. So, you know, that she, you know, Ruby really locked us into that space where Jada and I realized that we were on individual journeys. We were both trying to force a marriage when actually, you know, if, if, you know, you think of us in terms of a seed and soil. Are, are they married? Right. Is a seed. It's not married to the soil. It's just growing together, both doing what they were designed to do. And me and Jada sort of found ourselves into that space where um, we don't even we don't even say we're married anymore. We, we, we refer to ourselves as life partners. Right. Where you get into that space when you realize you are literally with somebody for the rest of your life. There's no deal breakers. There's nothing she could do ever. Nothing that would break our relationship. She has my support till death. You know what I mean? And it feels so good to get to that space where you're not complaining and worrying and demanding that a person be a certain thing to, to, um, uh, sort of satiate your ego deficiencies. You know, you're not demanding that somebody be a certain thing so you feel better about yourself. The same verbiage Will and Jada now use to describe their marriage, like how they say they're life partners and that they're on individual journeys together, is the same verbiage that Ossie Davis and Ruby D use to describe a period in their marriage where they allow each other to date other people. And they talked about it in their book with Ozzy and Ruby in this life together. In the book, they said, we decided to give ourselves permission to sleep with other partners if we wished, as long as what we did was honest as well as private, and that neither of us exposed the family to scandal or disease. And Ruby said going through this experience was like rediscovery of something from the beginning. And Ozzy said, looking back, I'd say no matter what did or did not happen, we freed each other. And in doing that, we also freed ourselves. Sex is fine, but love is better. Again, that part of their relationship was a temporary experiment for them. And it was not a permanent part of their marriage. And they said in their book that, quote, they were very fortunate that in all of the deep, profound, fundamental ways, they really, really, really only wanted each other. So although having an open relationship didn't suit Ozzy Davis and Ruby D in the long run, you can see that Will and Jada have patterned their relationship after that part of Ozzy Davis and Ruby D's marriage, and they claim that it's working for them. So apparently through their talk with Ruby D, they came to the epiphany that their marriage for them is no longer about changing changing each other into what society feels like, you know, a husband or a wife should be. It was more so about their individual past and how they can become better individuals, which therein makes them better for one another. I respect it. I get it. So, so far, I don't see any issue with their marriage. Granted, it is far different from, you know, what we have grown to know and have been taught that a marriage is supposed to look like, but 
again, it's your marriage. You're supposed to, if you're living through it, you need to make sure that it is right for you. So I'm with it. I don't see any issue thus far. So then fast forward a few years, it comes out that Will and Jada no longer refers to their marriage as a marriage, but instead a life partnership. Now, they coined those ter- that term life partnership from, you know, speaking to Ruby D and reading um, their joint biography, right? And then a few years later, they run into August Alcina, right? Because that's honestly, that's what you came to listen to this specific episode for right okay so then how he came into the picture at least from my research that they um they met each other in France while Jaden and Willow were on tour and then supposedly um during that uh concert August had um, pretty much confided in Jada about how he was tired of struggling with, you know, his, at the time, drug addiction. He was addicted to Percocets at the time. So the backstory on that, he he was doing a concert or whatever, doing back-to-back concerts, actually, and was like, exhausted but you know was still pressing through and he was in the middle of the concert and then he ended up fainting and falling off the stage he was in a coma for three days and so the doctors had prescribed him like endless amounts of Percocets and we all know that that is pretty much like a gateway drug it is very easy to get addicted to and, you know, his life started spiraling from there. And then meeting Jada, whose father, who's actually both of his, both of her parents, both her father and her mother struggled through uh, drug addictions. And then she also struggled through her own addictions. She made mention of those, those addictions later down the line in a Red Table Talk that featured August, Will Smith's sister, and her mom. Take a listen. Have you ever had an addiction? Yes, I've had several. (laughs) My sort of addictions jump. They jump around. When I was young, I definitely think I had a sex addiction (laughs) of some kind. (laughs) Yes, that everything could be fixed by sex. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Or it's the, the thing behavior. is the behavior that's attached to it. Because you, if you want to have a lot of sex, that's great. But why are you having all that sex? That's what you got to look at. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Became a gym addict. I was just in the gym constantly. Just And then I remember reaching a rock bottom. That time I was in the house by myself. And I had those two bottles of wine and was going for the third bottle. And it was like, now hold up. You in this house by yourself going on to your third bottle of wine. You might have a problem. (laughs) I went cold turkey. That's the thing about me. I can go cold turkey. I am a binger. 
And I always have to watch myself and just how I can get just obsessed with things. And, you know, it's not what you're doing, but how you're with it. Right. Why you're doing it. Something ain't clean in the water. Now the ongoing debate is whether Jada took advantage of August. I think initially that because of the common factor of, you know, both of them having parents that struggle with addictions and then they themselves going through their own addictions, he confided in her because if we be honest, Jada has this very radiant um very radiant demeanor about herself where she seems very very knowledgeable and very zen so I get the allure of her and why he gravitated towards her and so um and then I also feel like because because Will has a son who his first son is was the exact same age or is still the exact same age as August. I think she kind of took on that mother, that mothering role where she wanted to like nurture him and make sure that he was, you know, in good standing and, you know, healthy and just like mentally there. So I don't fault either one of them. I feel, I feel like their initial interactions were innocent and, you know, neither one of them had any ill will or malice towards one another. I do think at some point somebody got a little too comfortable. And, um, yeah, we're (laughs) going to try to figure out who that is without placing judgment because, you know, these are two consenting adults. Both of them, you know, were over the age of 21, and should be in the right mind to know, like, okay, this could go either way. Like, he knew that she was in a marriage, whatever, whatever you know, that means for her and Will, irregardless, it's a marriage. And then she knew that he was young and impressionable, and he, you know, is clearly infatuated with her like there's no way that she she wasn't knowledgeable of that and so yeah I don't know we we I'm I'm gonna go through the motions with y'all we gonna we gonna figure this out based on all of the information that's out there it seems as though August is the innocent bystander in all of this why one he's the younger so that makes him kind of like emotionally emotionally undeveloped compared to her. Like, based on their age, she should know better in the situation. Two, it is very apparent that he was extremely in love with her. Like, even to this day, like he was saying that he can die today but he would be satisfied in knowing that he experienced that level of love. That's some deep, deep, deep shit. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, you got that. And then it's just, and also she just, okay, so she just did the, um, the table talk, right? In the table talk, she finally admits that she did have a relationship of some sort. Of course, you know, they, they don't believe in using, um, standard titles. I think she called it an entanglement. She had an entanglement with him. And so why he's, why he's innocent is one, he's not in a marriage. Like in a marriage, in a traditional marriage, there are rules. And one of the, the commandments or biggest rules is to not sleep or do not bring someone outside of the marriage into your union. And I hate to say it, but Jada, you're guilty, sis. So after two to three weeks of the peanut gallery putting in their speculations about what did or did not happen between Jada and August, Jada puts on her big girl panties and brings herself to the red table. Well, herself and Will, but more so herself. Honestly, I feel really bad for them because a normal couple would be able to disclose or not disclose their personal business. But they don't get that opportunity. Being in Hollywood, you're an open book. Your business is everybody's business. And it's really sad. I feel like mm, they were probably damned from the start. Sad. Is anyone else uncomfortable with this red table talk between Jada and Will? I don't know whether it's because I'm used to four or more people or I just see this, this kind of like attitude in Will's face like... <laughs> Okay, you got, I'm only here because you fucked up type of look. Or just her being so effing uncomfortable and just wishing that she could just like crawl into a wall or crawl into a ball and just like, it's very apparent that she would not have come forth and necessarily done this particular episode if August didn't, you know, put this shit on front street. First of all, Will is not here for the shits and giggles. Like Jada keeps saying, it was an entanglement. You know, we were we were separated amicably, and you know, I was going through what I was going through, and it all started very innocently. You know, we were helping August through his health issues. Blah blah blah. Will is rolling his eyes and just nodding his head like, girl, entanglement, call a spade a spade. Y'all was smashing. It is what it is. Keep it a buck. So a profound thing that Jada said was you can't find happiness outside yourself. Mm. Bar, sis, I felt that. I feel like a lot of us women, we do that. Like we have our own stuff going on. And instead of sitting back and dealing with that, 
We want to get into a relationship and fix somebody else, which gives, we feel like that's going to give us that gratification and make us feel whole. It's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Hurt people hurt people. I honestly don't feel like she went into this situation wanting to hurt August, but she wasn't whole and right herself. Like they bonded over trauma. And as a result, unfortunately, he got hit by the crosswinds. Hmm. Jada said that she was under the impression since um, her and August messed with each other years ago that it was done. Like, he broke off communication when she started to really try to work on whatever relationship style that her and Will were about to enter into, which we now know is a partnership, a life partnership. Um, and she thought that it was done and over with, but no, no, no. August, who hadn't put out an album in years or nobody has seen or heard anything from him besides him becoming chronically ill, Maybe he didn't feel that his album would sell as much and he needed something to really, like, boost that attention. And what better than a sugar mama <laughs> situation? Whew, child, the drama, I can't. I just can't. You know what I learned in my journey? Just because you feel like it's over doesn't mean that the other person feel like it's over. And as long as one person is still in it, like in their feelings, in the relationship, in the fight, it ain't over till it's over. But that goes to show you when you don't deal with stuff, what's done in the dark always comes to light. All right. Let's wrap this shit show up with a pretty little bow and my final thoughts. Shaking my head. The things we do for clout. Like, is it just me or is it so obvious that this was a stage publicity stunt? It kind of reminds me of like Beyonce and Jay-Z's post-lemonade drama. Like, these celebrities will do any and everything to get your attention or your buys or your likes or your album sales, whatever. Like they truly believe and go by the whole, any publicity is good publicity. I beg to differ, but who the fuck am I? What Jada needed to do instead of having Will, I think it would have been way more interesting and way more thorough if she got my girl Ayana Van Zandt to come in and fix her life. Or as Ayana would say, help you do the soul work. Advice for Jada. Sis, heal yourself before you try to heal others. Deflecting from one's baggage only brings double the harm. Uh, you inspire so many people to do their soul work or look within or however you want to phrase it. But take the time to continue to take your own advice so you can be a clear and honest testimony to others. Although this episode of Red Table Talk was short and sweet, 
in no one's business but those involved and directly affected. Jada, I commend you for doing what many people who have fallen short in the heat of passion or confusion wouldn't dare to do. You sat back and you thought about how you played a part in all of this, whether intentional or unintentional, and began to make amends by telling your truth and not discrediting August's reality. Good job, Jada. Will, I like the fact that you said there's nothing that she can do or say to stop you from loving her. That is part of the fundamentals and foundations of a good marriage. If y'all can focus on that and keep returning to that, I believe that there's nothing that you all can't overcome. I do think that you still hold hostility towards her um, regarding this transgression. But I also believe that you aren't exactly innocent. There have been speculations that you also have stepped outside of the marriage. And if that's the case, um, I don't think you should be on the other side of the table. You should be on the same side as her also telling your telling your truth. But maybe you're not at that place just yet. And that's okay. Hopefully you will get to that place and share that with her at least. Um, when it came to the the joke that you all said, uh, we ride together, we die together, bad marriage for life. I felt that was distasteful. Um, I get it. You're a comedian and you like to make light of things that are serious or uncomfortable, but and I get the joke, but I don't know. It just, it didn't land well. It didn't sit right with me. At the end of the day, like it or not, you all are an example. And I just feel like you should try to be the right one. And finally, oh, sweet August. I don't think you thought out the backlash that would come with you telling your truth. Um, and it shouldn't matter you should still tell your truth because it is your truth. There's a lot of people out here making a mockery of you and, you know, taking light to your situation by victim shaming you, which is disgusting in itself. Because let's all be real. At some point in your life, you have loved somebody so wholeheartedly and they may have not loved you in the same manner. And you know that that is a hurtful thing to deal with. But August, I want you to know that there's beauty in every lesson. Um, if you learned anything from this situation, I hope you learned to wait for someone who is truly yours and only yours. Because you deserve that. We all deserve that. Don't let anyone's wrongdoing cloud your talent. All of this, that interview with Angela Yee should have been censored around your album, your recovery, your health journey, and just who you are as a person, and not so much the Jada drama. Like, that was a point in your past. You got to take it for what it was and just put that shit to rest. Now, what I learned in all of this is that self-work is a never-ending process. 
it's necessary it's crucial for yourself and anyone who you encounter uh also i learned that these type of conversations need to be had and the silver lining in all of this is that when you have these type of conversations there aren't any i don't know there aren't any like red flags there aren't as many opportunities for hurtful fuck-ups this is necessary we gotta do more than trying to mask things up with sex and drugs and trying to deflect and fix other people we need to work on ourselves and within working on yourself you are a better person for the person who you're deciding to be in a relationship with Okay, I am emotionally drained, so that will be all for this particular episode. I want to thank you for thugging it out with me once again, for not holding it against me that it's been a good two weeks since I put out an episode. You know, life happens. But um, if you miss me that much, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at RayRantsThePodcast. Also, I want you to know that a fun thing that helps, I guess, really like wrap up all of my episodes, I do this quirky thing where just like in a movie, there's a score or a soundtrack. Each of my episodes has a playlist that directly correlates with each episode. So I had one for the What About Your Friends episode. And I need to work on one for Ray Retrograde. You know, hold me accountable to that. I'm going to work on that. But there will be one for episode four that you're listening to, The Three-Way Entanglement. Um, If you have any songs that you feel like I need to add to the playlist, feel free to let me know. DM me. I like, you know, I like friendly banter and interaction. Hell, we're not doing anything else during this quarantine. Anyway, y'all stay safe. And as always, one love.